0: Welcome to the Positively Roswell podcast. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring conversations from your neighbors that help make Roswell one of the best communities in the world to live, work, and play. I'm your host, Ty Anderson, a Grammy award winning musician, brand strategist, and longtime Roswell resident. To learn more about Positively Roswell, Check out PositivelyRoswell.org or connect with us on Facebook at ProRoswell. Positively Roswell is elevating engagement in our city by accentuating the positive stories of our world-class community. This week, we have a conversation over the fence with our neighbor to the north, Alpharetta's mayor, David Bell Isle. As mayor, David has worked to reinvent and energize the city's downtown corridor. He's championed Alpharetta's city center and its Beltway project. Our conversation draws some playful contrast between Roswell and Alpharetta, all in the spirit that we can each have our uniqueness, but still emulate the best practices that can have both cities be model examples of towns in which to live, work, and play. This is Positively Roswell. So today we are sitting down with Alpharetta's mayor, David Bell Isle. So David, thank you so much for being on the positively Roswell podcast. <laughs> I really hope I don't get you in trouble because it's almost like, uh, you're, you're, it's like you're in the locker room of the, of the other team in a sense, does it? Uh,
1: no, no. That's, okay. We, we've got one big community and, and, uh, there are places in Alpharetta that if I want to get from one point to the other, I've got to travel through Roswell to get there. So, uh, uh, we, we have been uh, sister communities for a long time. So it's a great place to be. Ty, thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: Well, you know, I first saw you speak um, about a year ago. Um, it was at the Alpharetta Business Awards, which I think that's one of the, the boards that you sit on, um, as in addition to, to being the mayor of Alpharetta. And when, when I was hearing you speak about all the things happening in Alpharetta, I, I just left that breakfast. Just, just saying. Wow, I, I, it was it was impressive. But first of all, with so many businesses in there that call Alfreda home, but then just hearing you lay out. Um, not just what you've already accomplished, but a little bit of the vision of things to come um, for Alpharetta with the Beltway and connection and and creating a sense of place. And w- was just really impressed um, by by what's happening on one side, but also just by your leadership and vision. Uh, I'm a big big fan of that biblical truth that without vision, the people shall perish. And um, and so just wanted to maybe start by just commending you a little bit, just someone as a Roswell. You know, from from the outside, I couldn't give you my vote, but uh, <laughs> but I did was just really impressed, and and obviously some great things are happening under your leadership. And I know that um, you being a humble guy, there, there's probably some of that that you would deflect and, and point to other people, but but also just recognition that, you know, good teams have, they have good coaches. Uh, We experienced that at the, uh, at the national championship game in some painful ways also, right? But uh, it takes good coaching. It takes leadership. It takes bringing people together. And obviously with, so many great things happening in Alpharetta. It's just a testimony to your leadership. You'd almost have to be blind to not be noticing all the things that are happening in Alpharetta. From your perspective, here you are in your second term as mayor. And when you think back about all the things you've done and thinking about what what you know that's going on that we don't know, what do you think would be the legacy of your leadership and your time as mayor for Alpharetta?
1: It's so much easier sometimes when you're, when you're trying to create change or trying to lead something to be different than it is, uh, is to just distill it in your mind to, to as few components as possible. And, uh, I know for me, for Alpharetta, uh, it's really been, uh, two things. Everything that I've either, uh, supported or championed or envisioned or led has, has really fallen into two categories. Uh, and I'll explain why they fall in these categories. But the, but the two things are this is one is we wanted to create an irresistible city, uh, a city that people who did not grow up there would be, would love it so much that they'd call it home. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that we wanted to do what we do best. We wanted to be the best at it. Um, and for Alpharetta, uh, you know, six years ago, we had a lot of great things going for us. Uh, we still do. We had some great schools. We had uh, certainly great quality of life, low crime, all those wonderful things. It's the reason our family uh, chose to move uh, into Alpharetta. And, uh, but there wasn't the problem, and in, in what I was concerned about is having an identity uh, that was Alpharetta because uh, Alpharetta has taken a bit of a different path than Roswell in that uh, 30 years ago we were 3,000 people and nothing was happening. In Alpharetta, and today we're sixty-five thousand people. We're thrilled with that. Um, and in the daytime, we have one hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty thousand people. There's a hundred thousand jobs in Alpharetta, but the problem—we we know this because they all <laughs> drive through Roswell to get there.
0: All those people that don't live in Alpharetta. I hear you.
1: So, <laughs> um, but but the problem was is that we weren't really having uh, any sense you know, because we didn't have a lot of people who grew up in Alpharetta in Alpharetta uh the idea of a second generation Alpharetta is foreign. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, we we all came from somewhere else, mostly in Georgia or sometimes places outside Georgia, sometimes places outside the country. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you create that sense of identity? And what was worse, you know, uh, Roswell have always been very jealous of uh, Canton Street and Roswell and it was a big inspiration for me as we we uh looked to try to figure out how to create Alpharetta's downtown. The reason I, I I focused on downtown so much was that that's there needed to be a mental picture uh of Alpharetta and I remember uh, going door to door uh, as, as a councilman candidate uh back in uh, 2006 and I would ask people I'd say you yeah, look close your eyes think of Alpharetta tell me what comes to your mind and and I would get answers none of which were good. <laughs> mm. Uh I would get uh, 400 mm-hmm. I would get uh, Old Milton Parkway Sometimes they would just say traffic, um, you know, but or the mall. Uh, mm-hmm. And and none of these things were, were anything you would ever put on a postcard. And to me, if we were going to identify and be a community, there had to be some kind of mental picture in your mind. When you think of the great places you've been, you, there's a picture, a vision that goes straight to your mind as to what it looks like and what it would be like to be there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alpharetta, with all the wonderful things we had going for us, we didn't have that. Yeah.
0: You know, when you're saying that, it kind of strikes me as number that number one goal was something that that Roswell has that we that we've built that identity. Um, you know, just I I I moved to Roswell when I was a sophomore in high school. So graduated from Roswell and, you know, then went on to kind of travel all over the world. And it used to be, you know, you meet people. If you meet someone from another country, you say you're from the United States and then you meet someone from the United States you maybe you say from Georgia and then you drill down and I got more and more where I just started going right to yeah I live in Roswell Georgia as almost as a because it was unique it wasn't just Atlanta mm-hmm. and found myself thinking about those mental pictures for me it was Roswell area park it's just this great park and then certainly as my kids started doing sports and then I would think about the river I would think about the mill I think about Canton Street, just mental pictures of these just significant places um, that Roswell has. And and I guess to your point, you know, if you had asked me 10 years ago, uh, what do you think of when you think of Alpharetta? I would I would have. That, you know, it's just kind of like the undeveloped land to the north of Roswell. Or, or I would have said, yeah, I mean, that's where, if we're going to the mall, we go over, we cross through North Point. I cross through kind of the commercial district and there's some car dealerships and, As it switches and, um, but if you ask me now, I would think of the downtown Alpharetta. I'd I'd certainly think of Avalon, Verizon Amphitheater. And there's, it just seems like there's so many things where you're, as you're building things, I think of sidewalks and I think you're, you're not just building. Well, here's development. You're thinking about where are people going to park to go to these restaurants and you're thinking about connectability. And there's a, you know, this beltway plan and pass. Um, it seems like you guys, are um developing just very holistically. And and obviously that doesn't happen by accident. So what what's been some of the inspiration for that? Because those are things where even, you know, Roswell has some some lessons to teach on identity, but I think that, you know, because we developed so long ago, we weren't able to to think about things in that kind of way.
1: Yeah, we, we, really did come to the, uh, to the table with, with a pretty clean slate. Now Alpharetta's downtown had some older bones, but because it was built for such a smaller population, there was a lot left to do. And so our whole idea was like, we need to create a place where people come and they do life together. They build memories together. And, but we were starting from scratch. And, uh, you know, six years ago, we had, I think three restaurants in our downtown. Um, and too, a barbecue, we had, a, we had a barbecue. You place. can't be a Southern
0: town without a, uh-huh. with a, we had a <laughs> we, flagship barbecue. Yeah.
1: We had a subway, uh, and, uh, we had, uh, was, well, there was, there was Dockery's, uh, at the time. Uh, but there was just a few, you know, little places. There was some fast food stuff and, yeah. and really not a whole lot. Little boutiques. On. I mean, I, you know, I always thought of, you know, I think of Milton high school there, which then
0: become, you know, we'd still, you guys would still let us borrow it for elementary school plays and things like that. I'd go in there, you know, and we we'd go in for um, some. Sometimes our wrestling uh, banquet, we we go to downtown Alpharetta, but um, but yeah, but just just a few little shops, you know, closed half the time, and a few restaurants, and but certainly not the case today.
1: Well, we started uh, really looking at it in, in blocks. The first thing we did is is I wanted to, to create special events uh, that would, first of all, just introduce people to their downtown. Uh, and so one of the first things we did, we moved taste of Alpharetta into downtown, which was, uh, or its original design was to get people into downtown and then they moved it to a four lane divided highway. So we moved it yeah. back to downtown. Uh, we started creating different things, uh, like Wire and wood music festival. Uh, we started partnering with our Alpharetta business association and they brought the brew moon festival. They do that twice a year. We just started trying to create, okay, how do we get introductions, and then we wanted what what I would call a consistent event, something that would get people in the habit of coming. And that's where uh, we we found an opportunity and an idea that really, not only did it create an opportunity for repeat visits, uh, but it brought what we sorely needed at the time, which was restaurants. And so we started Food Truck Alley, and it was an experiment. And what was really cool is that we we were hoping that on a really good day with Food Truck Alley, uh, you know, we might get, you know, three, four hundred people in our downtown, which was a lot, a big step for us. Um, now, when Food Truck Alley, on its biggest days, it gets nearly five thousand people into downtown. And and what that has done is it started to prove to the restaurants that there is a market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those we, we began to get more and more restaurant interest. And then one kind of leads to the other. Uh, we began to get more and more retail interest. And then when we did the, uh, you know, the, the big catalyst for us was, of course, our, we put $30 million, uh, into our city center, uh, project, which we built a new city hall uh 450-car parking deck. We built a park behind City Hall. We built a new square. We built the roads. Now, that stuff has been offline now because the private side, uh, which will be more shops and restaurants uh in the middle of downtown and really integrating that space, has kind of taken some of that offline to come back on this year. Um, but all that started to be a catalyst, and then you started seeing places on the older side across the street mm-hmm. looking to do the same thing. And so you had – um uh, the the Alpharetta Lofts, which has retail on the bottom and brought some residential opportunities above. You have Teasley Place. Those are condos that will be going actually for over a million bucks, which is crazy. Uh, we had a lot of um, residential townhome opportunities come. As, and, and really just kind of creating an 18-hour space with residents, with restaurants, with shops. And now office is getting there uh, in our city center project. Um, we have a new office building that's mm-hmm. being built. And a technology company took that. Uh, the whole space. In fact, the backup leases were also people who wanted to take the entire space and they're both, they're all technology companies. So it's, it's just neat to see as you start to, to create this space. But when, then we kind of had like a bigger idea. It's like, well, you got downtown. And then you got Avalon, of course, uh, six years ago, Avalon was 85 acres of dirt without a future. Yeah. I always thought it was like a go-kart track <laughs>
0: as I was going, as I drive down 400, cause they had that railing that was always around and it kind of curved around. I don't know about and, go-karts, yeah. but I saw people with dirt bikes, <laughs> so. uh,
1: definitely, uh, with all the hills and stuff that they had, uh, had been there. So yes, it was, it was just sitting there and it was really kind of symbolic of where the economy was. And mm-hmm. certainly for Alpharetta that you would have, you know, 85 acres of just, clear dirt just sitting right there in the middle of the city with everyone wondering what would happen and uh you know we, we began to think well what can we do now that because the original project had failed and we were fortunate enough as we started talking with north american properties um and with the council and with them we we found a solution that would really make it spe- not just developed because that's that really wasn't the goal but special in a way that really has turned out to be a second downtown and not just i feel like we have downtown proper which is you know for for the locals <laughs> and then you've got avalon which is kind of like for north fulton south forsyth even people inside the perimeter are coming yeah. up to- you don't think about going to avalon the way that you think
0: about going to a mall, it's a, it's a, it's, it has a a sense of place and a place experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you're and probably rarely does someone go to Avalon to do one thing. Right. You, you go there to, yeah, I'm going to go buy this Apple store that looks like it, you know, belongs Mm -hmm. in fifth Avenue in New York. And it's just so, you know, in this, I mean, that Apple store is a marvel, you know, it's yeah. like so gorgeous, but then you're also going to get something to eat and then you're going to meet some friends and have some drinks. And then you see there's live music happening out in in the quad. So it's a, uh, uh, it's pretty, pretty incredible. And it's one of those, you know, once something I remember speaking to mayor Wood, um a few years ago and uh, talking about the, the city green project for Roswell that, that has still not been able to get off the ground and he said, you know, he said a lot of times something has to be done before people um, realize that it can be good. But that's the challenge of leadership is that you have to have vision for what does not yet exist. But then you have to um, to to build support and get people to buy in where um, the challenge is that people don't often have vision. And I don't mean that is a huge insult, but there's some people that are visual learners or some people that can look at a at a blank piece of land and imagine what can be, or even look at something that exists and ma- imagine something else. And then there's a lot of people that can't.
1: Well, you'll appreciate that. This is my favorite vision story because it, it, it's so cool. Um, so we had, you know, downtown was, was already, you know, our plans were underway and, and, and they're still being worked on. Avalon, uh, of course, had uh, phase one had opened. And we, 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 the thought was, well, you know what? These really aren't so far apart. Uh, in fact, they're less than a mile. It's about three-quarters, maybe eight-tenths of a mile apart uh, downtown in Avalon. I was like, what if you could connect them? I was like, what if there was something that would connect one to the other? And, and so we came up with this idea. I was like, well, what if we had like a park that connected the two and you could walk? You know, it's it a long way. So maybe you walk mm-hmm. or you bike from one to the other. Um, and so we we came up with an idea. And so we didn't have any money. <laughs> We've already spent our money on on City Center. We didn't have capital dollars to do this. Uh, and so what we did is we uh, not only did we not have the money, we didn't have the property, we didn't have anything to get it done. And so we invited um, uh, every property owner along Thompson Street. And Thompson Street is a little street that parallels Old Milton Parkway and connects downtown and Avalon. So it's already there. It's like made to order. And so we invited every property owner. We invited every developer that we knew. We had some drawings drawn up. as like, look, this is what it would look like. If we had a linear park and whether we had a bike share program or use your own bike or that or what that kind of thing, you could walk it. You could have, uh you know, sculptures along the way you could have. I mean, there's things that you could do to really make it enhance this space. It's like so we invited them, made the presentation, cast the vision. And it's like, OK, well, now what? Well, within four months of that meeting, uh, we had property owners sufficient to connect Avalon to downtown in our community development department. Not only were they allowing it to be built on their property, they were building it at their expense. Hmm. And what that allowed us to do is like, okay, this is big. And so we've got downtown and Avalon, and then we have this other area off Haynes Bridge, which we've now approved some mixed-use projects there. Uh, all of them are just about a mile apart, one from the other. Uh, and so we now are connecting what we call our Alpha Loop. And so uh, we have this plan approved, and actually portions of it are under construction, to connect downtown to Avalon to Haines Bridge and back to downtown. We've also approved an outer loop, which is about 5.2 miles uh, for that loop, which will connect to our greenway both to the north and the south. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the whole idea is to connect the people to the stuff. And so you start to get this nexus and this real community situation. And here's the thing is that we have no right uh, to expect that any of this would work now. Uh, you know, we ho- the hope is for the future, mm-hmm. but what I'm starting to see, uh, certainly in downtown, you know, we had the Christmas tree lighting when we had it, it was, it was just the best environment. I get giddy when I go to the mm-hmm. events because what you see is it's not just a bunch of random people. Uh, we had, I don't know, close to 10,000 people at the Christmas tree lighting. Um, and what you see is these groups of six and eight and 10, and we actually had the SEC championship game playing at the same mm-hmm. time, but you know, we just, we, yeah, well, we just <laughs> went with it, but but that's, that's what good. we've been seeing. And you yeah. start to see, you know, this is neighbors and friends and families, uh, you know, not just coming together in, okay, the, there's four of us in our family. So the four of us are there. Mm-hmm. No, this was, these were groups of people that have connected and they're starting to, to make those memories here. And you know I keep talking about and thinking about how do you get to the second generation Alpharetta mm-hmm. uh, because everyone moved here from somewhere else? Well, those are the experiences I believe that bring people back that provide value beyond the land that you're standing on uh, yeah you connect. know
0: it, this and maybe this is off topic but but as you were describing that and even as you started by that idea of creating a sense of place, you know it just kind of hits me that I think a lot of people in our just in our culture at large are are kind of lonely and you know the way that our just our our culture has developed in technology and commuting uh, people just spend time alone they spend time looking at their devices and um it seems like what you're actually doing is not a real estate project it's a it it's a cultural project to say like let's create a place where where people can actually come together and and not just look at their screens and not just sit in their their little pods that drive them you know up and down 400 but it, it that's where i hear the passion coming from you is around these things where it's families coming together creating memories and it it just even strikes me with it's almost like you're creating a new city to do this because there's this Um, and and it's sort of like welcoming to, from people from all over that say they might not have that where they live, but they can come to Alpharetta. and, And it's a place that, that, uh, that you guys are intentionally creating sort of the, uh, the, the canvas for, to create memories. And that's the kind of thing. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a developer, you know, I kind of tangentially, uh, work in real estate, I guess, but, but. That, that's the kind of thing that gets me excited It's the idea of communities coming together and relationships being built and conversations have, you know, and those are those little pictures when you, as you described that, you just think about it in, in 20 years, those are going to be those visual pictures they take are, you know, around those events around, you know, around those walks that'll happen and those bike rides that'll happen. And, uh, it, it's pretty exciting stuff. That's kind of, it's bigger than just, uh, well, you know, center, sticks and bricks.
1: Yeah. Well, city center was designed 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 with these type of things in mind. I mean, we built City Center, and like I said, nobody can enjoy it right now because it's all being constructed in the front. But um, but it was designed to be able to block off traffic, have events without affecting traffic in that block. Uh, But also, I mean, the square. The reason the square. We we borrowed things from great cities that we saw around the state and beyond. But the reason the square is right up against the road is because we wanted people to be able to see people active and engaged and want to be a part of it and, and open that up. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the restaurants that'll be there. We're actually, you know, I mentioned that we have three restaurants six years ago. We're actually up to, I think, 17 now wow. in downtown. We're expecting another 10 to 15 in the new city center project, another 20 to 30 shops, but all these things, or attractors. We, we work to get water involved both on the front side of City Hall with their interactive fountain. On the back side, there's a stream that looks like a real stream. It's not. <laughs> but the idea of, of just finding every which way to, to attract people, to bring people to a space and identify with the city. That's really cool. And, and when you're describing that in all of
0: these projects, um, what I noticed is there was a there was a live-work-play component you you talked about, you know, sort of the events that could happen, the event space. You talked about the business, but then you also talked about, um, you know, different places to live, you know, whether it would be apartments or condominiums. And, you know, I noticed I was plugged in during this last election and during Roswell's mayoral debates, you know, they were all asked a question, um, do you support mixed use development? Which maybe that's too big of a question, but uh, every single, every single person went down all five candidates. They all said Yes. And, um, but then they all clarified and I think to everyone, but, but no apartments. Right. And it just struck me that like, so what kind of mixed use are you talking about? Because as I look around and I, you know, as I work with millennials and other, you know, there, and then, and then certainly, you know, then there's townhome opportunities, but it seems like Roswell has, um, density is like a cuss word in, in Roswell. Um, but all of these projects you talked about, you know, it's million dollar, Um, yeah, condominiums in, uh, you know, in downtown Alpharetta and certainly in, in Avalon and all these things. But you know you're not getting a three-acre uh, kind of minimum. You know it's uh, the density is part of it, but it seems like, um, and maybe I've just missed. Maybe you have the similar struggles there, and it's just a grass is greener kind of thing. But we we seem density. Um, it, it, you know, is we're very afraid of density.
1: And, and I would say that's that's true in Alpharetta too. And, and the, the, what we've tried to do is do it in the right way. And I'm not you know here to tell you that everyone is excited about anytime density is added. Um, my opinion is, is that you had to create, in order to create the downtown, you had to have multiple uses. That doesn't necessarily mean for rent uses on the, on the residential piece, although there is some of that. Um, but, um, the idea is that you needed, I mean, for it, for a, uh, for, for the ecosystem to work, you need an Mm -hmm. 18 hour environment. Uh, you know, you can't get away with an eight-hour environment if you're really going to make something work, and that's what. And we're I'm trying convinced
0: to do. nothing good happens in those other six hours. <laughs> that's so right. That's, at least be, that's what I tell my kids. You should be sleeping. So. You should be sleeping. But,
1: but, but to make it work, we knew we needed a, a, an 18-hour environment uh for that to work, and we wanted to create. You know, Alpharetta traditionally has been three residential nodes. Um, there was the the older side, the west side. That's where I live. There's Kimball Bridge. There's Wynwood. Uh, but now we've created this kind of fourth node, uh, which is the downtown, which is in the center of it all. Hmm. Um, and uh but you know, it's interesting, you know, people have uh and I'm not here to be an advocate for apartments, but there are some an interesting facts on apartments. Um, you know, Avalon has some. And uh but the this is the interesting thing in phase one, uh the average household income for the apartment uh person in, in phase one, I think is two hundred and fifty thousand a year. In phase two, it's over three hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, household income. So it's so not you've like, solved affordable housing. <laughs> I don't think no. you've solved affordable housing. So that, you know, they are for rent, uh, but that doesn't mean that it's it's it's, it's worth yeah. A lot of and I think, I, guess, I think that's
0: I think there's sort of a lingering um, assumption that renting means people are <laughs> not going to take care of the properties. It's going to get run down. It's going to get crime infested. Yeah. It's going to bring undesirable elements. And I, I think that's, that doesn't really hold center,
1: up. And a lot of people will center in on the traffic side of it, too. And those are things, I mean, the, these aren't invalid concerns. You've got but, I, but I just
0: think about it. There's a part of it that people miss on that is that because when you're creating these live, work, play centers, mm-hmm. um, if I was going to um, – win the lottery first, but then decide to purchase in Avalon. <laughs> it would be, uh, it would be with the intentionality that I, to be in my car a whole lot less yeah. that I would, here's a place where you go and then you can just, well,
1: when I'm a former mayor yeah. and no one even remembers I ever was mayor, I, I hope to live in downtown Alpharetta, maybe a town home or something like that and walk out and say, like, look, this is what we meant. This is what we had in yeah. our heads and and here it is. And, and you're really starting to see that. I mean, roads that new, used to have nobody on them now have, you know, couples holding hands, walking dogs. I mean, all the sappy stuff that you, you want to see. Yeah, so it's
0: maybe in. people sort of miss that picture. They're too busy looking at the cars to maybe miss um, th- that picture you just described of a couple holding hands, walking together, you know, a Christmas tree lighting, a community gathering together to watch a, a uh, SEC championship game on a big screen. There, there's so much good that that comes with it as well. And It just seems like, you know, you even describe for yourself, I know just, you know, we're close to the same age. I think our, the idea of even the American dream has kind of changed even for me. Where one time I just thought, wow, I just want to, you know, if I could go live out in the country and have, uh, you know, 10 acres. And and now it's like I get a little bit older and raising kids. I'm going like, if I can never mow the lawn again, <laughs> <laughs> you, know? and you start, you kind of get in a different season of life and maybe want different things and want to enjoy more cultural things and, uh and, and be, and, and I, as we've talked about before, I think also feel more connected to a community. I do think that could be probably be its whole other podcast, but I, I do think there is kind of a longing in people um, just because, you know, a lot of people, they, they're in their car alone. They go sit in a cubicle and put on headphones and they're, you know, maybe they're throwing on a podcast to find some connection. <laughs> then maybe they're not connected to a church. Maybe they're not um, involved civically and they're missing out. And I, and I think when you start with the, the place and the space and with intentionality um, to maybe pull people out of that. Cause I, I think we're meant to be connected to each other. You know, we're meant to be, to have these relationships and conversations and meet folks at coffee shops and, uh, and, and start conversations with the veterans at, at the, the diner in the morning over breakfast. And, um, to me, you know, those are the pictures that you really will remember and, and of community. And that does exist in Roswell. Like, I really, I do feel that. I feel that about my hometown. Hardly a restaurant I can go to where I don't see someone I know. And there's conversations and the, and, Um, there is that place. And it's just, I think we're, we're kind of in, um, you know, just some of those, those growing pains. And, um, you know, I think maybe a frustration can be as someone in Roswell, we go, wow, Alfred is moving so quickly. Um, They're, they're accomplishing all
1: these things and well, there are seasons and, and um, you know, we, we have had a quick season um, but I, I don't think the next season is that I think, you know, you have, uh, for Alpharetta, right now, it's been about okay. Let's create this downtown. Let's create this kind of nexus of of, of happenings and things, and and it's been working. Uh, it'll it'll be unveiling really all across twenty eighteen. But then I think the time is just to like okay, let's now figure out how to best utilize what we now have mm-hmm. and how to really make that something. And I think that's the next season. So I don't see. Uh, you know, a a trajectory uh, on Alpharetta that continues at the pace we've gone at the last six years. I see trying to figure out, Okay, we've got quality, we've got good stuff. Let's take inventory, take stock and make the most out of that. And Roswell, by the way, uh, you guys have so much to be proud of. And and, I remember when I first became mayor, um, it seemed like every time I would be in Canton Street, I'd get spotted by somebody and I felt like I had to hide my face. You know, it was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm down here because like you're, you're cheating on that, you. That's right. But, but, but really, I mean, when the, the, the best example I could think of of what I wanted to see in Alpharetta, I would always in my mind see Canton Street and in, in Roswell. And, and, and I was, I was sad that. Uh, you know, Alpharetta didn't have anything like that too. Cause I mean, those buildings are not new. <laughs> mm-hmm. We didn't have anything. It's like, dad, come I wish we had, you know, preserved or, or actually we never even had it. So I wish that had been in Alpharetta. Um, but, but those kind of things. In fact, I remember, um, the, uh, Alive After Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there, uh, when it first started and was thought of and it was, it, to me, it looked like a bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, okay, uh, we've got this event here, but nobody's here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what happened over time. And the lovely thing about it is that it was not a government, uh, uh, issued or envisioned thing. It was by the businesses and then it kept growing and it kept growing. And I think, uh, you know, you guys would have a better sense of it than me, but from the outsider's perspective, it was like that alive after five is what proved that Canton street could be successful and that it could be that kind of place for you. And uh, over time, it just got just so big. And you know, and, and I know that there's a lot of talk about parking problems mm-hmm. in Roswell. Let me just say this. So when I first became mayor of Alpharetta, we had all these parking regulations. And, and I was like, what are we doing? He's like, we don't have parking problems in downtown Alpharetta. We have business problems. Mm-hmm. And I said, one day, if we're lucky – We'll have parking problems, and so we waived all our parking regulations. uh, When I first became mayor, we've since been bringing them back. But it's like if you're going to bring a restaurant or a shop, we need to help you (laughs)
0: because we want you. I think it's really important. There's, I mean, um, there there's some cities uh, where even it it feels like a burden to you know. Or certainly, we we could all pick on just like going to downtown Atlanta. There's a lot of places where I go just just. Because of how difficult I know it's going to be parking, sometimes it just keeps me away. Or even, even other cities that, um, that, you know, um, I used to do when, when I was first getting started with the band, we, before the strand was renovated, when it was just a dump, we, that was like our, we built a little, re- uh, practice space and that was kind of like our our little house venue and now it's so gorgeous on Marietta but there wasn't a week I didn't get a parking ticket I mean because <laughs> they they were designed that you will like you know it's like 58 minute parking or you get a ticket you know you had to like you try to have a meeting and you have to run out and get your car and move it somewhere yeah. else and it was it's just asinine because it makes it uninviting and I think they've repaired a lot of that as they've now yeah. put in a parking deck. We, and, we
1: now have parking problems which is good we aspired to that. Um, but uh, but we're we're in the process of yeah uh, we're we're tough cuz there's not you know there's
0: not just uh you know there's not a big empty lot sitting there that that's just a natural um but but I know there's um for the you know it it's it's a hard burden to ask a a a new restaurant uh you know with a with a young entrepreneur who says, hey, I want to start a restaurant. I have a friend starting one in Alpharetta. Um, and, and I think about some in Roswell, but it's a hard burden for that. They have to overcome to think about how do I a- allow people to park here? Or they instantly have to have valet or, you know, which can also potentially keep people away. And um, so it, it is a big challenge, Um, but it seems like what you guys have done is the city hasn't just punted that to the businesses that you've been intentional to say, you know, we can play a role in this to to help make it better for the businesses and to be you know attracting people, not repelling them.
1: Yeah, and we you know we we went through a lot of effort to add uh, in addition to the the four hundred and fifty car deck that we built with City Center, uh, we've been real intentional about finding ways to add on street parking. Uh, we have uh, funded a second deck and partial a uh, partial of the third deck. Um, but the idea being is that, you know, now that we've got these things, we need to make sure we, you know, we put the infrastructure in place. But like I said, the, the, uh, we, we, in 2012, we aspired to have a parking problem and we now do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I want to ask you more of a personal question because when you encounter, um, opposition that, you know, is, is just firing arrows your way and, and at you personally. Um, how have, how have you handled that? Uh, is that something where, is that where faith comes in? Is that where your spouse comes
1: in? Is that where I don't you're tell, I don't tell my wife about the arrows that come my way? I think she'd be depressed, but um, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you you can't have a job like this and not get things thrown at you, uh, not be attacked personally. Um, those things happen. Here's what the, the, the biggest takeaway uh From my time as mayor, from a leadership standpoint, has been that, you know, if you back up far enough, most people would share your goal. I mean, even if it's not their passion, but if you back up and, and where I found is that where people get in disputes is usually not the goal. It's usually the method. Hmm. You get all tangled up in how to get there. And sometimes if, you know, if everyone is set that this is the only way to get there, um, then that's where you get stuck. And things don't happen because we we could never agree as to the method. Um, you know, when it comes to downtown, and that's why we, when we opened up, and I was talking about, you know, look, everything is fitting into these two categories to be the best at what we do best. And then what we've been talking about is to create an irresistible city. And so if the idea is to make Alpharetta a hometown for those who live in Alpharetta, um, that's a pretty, how do you not agree with that? How would you not want to make Alfreda a hometown for those who live here? So, so that's not the disagreement. The disagreement is you think we should go this way. And I think we should go this way. Um, but if we figure out, look, this is the goal. We may find a third or a fourth or a fifth way, but ultimately we're able to get there because we cast this action or this decision in light of that vision and we recognize that we may not get to go the way either one of us originally set out, uh, but we do find a way to get there. And so if we can be flexible as to the method, but inflexible as to the goal, you find that these things actually do come about and take place. Talk a little bit about what's next, because...
0: um uh, you know, obviously, still still mayor of Alpharetta, but uh, but you have your sights set on on another office for Georgia, and maybe describe that a little bit, and and how is that an opportunity to
1: serve the entire state? This job, the mayor of Alpharetta, has been the best job I've ever had. Um, I'm in two of two possible terms as mayor, uh, but what I've really loved about it is is really the opportunity to be able to cast a vision. Bring leaders together, both outside and inside the city, both private and public, uh, to really bring about some great things. Uh, the technology front, we didn't talk a whole lot about, but we added uh, by creating and engaging our technology leadership. We added over twelve thousand technology jobs in five years. Um, so that kind of uh, those kind of uh, successes and things that we've seen in Alpharetta. Is really what gives me hope for the state of Georgia, and, and you know, Metro Atlanta does really well, but not all of Georgia is doing that well. And so, to take an opportunity, you know, with the mayor's job, there's the you know, there's the administrative side of public safety and finance and community development, and all that's important. But the leadership side is really where you can move a community forward. And I think at the Secretary of State's office. In in what Georgia does best in agriculture and technology and logistics and film, I think there's an opportunity to engage our leaders and really bring the entire state forward and make a better state through the Secretary of State's office. So we're excited about the opportunities.